0: What's up everybody? This is the quad with Chris Young. It is another Monday. We've got Ryan from Miami.
1: What's going on guys? How we doing?
0: That's the first time you haven't done the Tiger King intro.
1: (laughs) First time in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I know. Haley the Bear. Hi. And producer Josh.
2: Good morning, good evening, and good night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. We we, we covered it
0: all. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, you, you went way, way back for that reference. Hell yeah, I did. Isn't that
2: a, like a, is that an
0: author nineties? Uh,
2: that's a ooh Truman nineties. Sh- I was going to say, 90s. I think that's a nineties reference. That's
1: wow. Weren't you born in the nineties, Josh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet of you, but, uh, no, I am. I am in fact the oldest person on the quad by a couple months. That is amazing.
3: Ryan, were you in the nineties?
1: 89 baby. Just missed the cutoff. The let's only go.
3: 90s, baby.
1: Speaking yes, you of which, the, the year we were born is gonna come into play on this podcast, isn't it?
0: That's actually was gonna be my segue. Uh you didn't even have to set me up extra, but you did. We are going to do something a little bit different here when we kick off with music. So let's get at it. Music. So I had either the really dumb or very bright idea because I actually did not look this up prior to suggesting this and had no idea what my song was, to do something that I've seen a couple different people kind of text back and forth in some different groups, and I just hadn't really looked it up, which is, what was the number one song the day you were born? And does it in any way represent you at all? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I'll go first. I looked mine up, and I was kind of surprised. I did not think this was the song, but
2: because of how far back that was. I, yeah. Did you think it was a soon, a, like a newer <laughs> song than what, than what it is? I,
0: I guess just because I've heard that song in so many different things for movie soundtracks and, and, and what have you, I did not realize that this song was that old, I guess. But the number one song, June 12th, 1985 was everybody wants to rule the world tears for fears. Oh, so good. Yeah. And I mean, what? just the, the intro the, that, that, sig lick that's at the top of that song that signature lick that you hear is so identifiable like instantly recognizable love to sing along with it. great pop song yeah
2: do you feel like that song describes you do you in fact want to rule the world i think everybody
0: wants to rule the world just a little bit (laughs) don't they i think so
2: is
3: it is it bad that i can't think of what that song is right now
2: really uh you've heard i mean i 100 you've heard that
3: I definitely is not like no melody, no lyric, no nothing is popping into my head right now. I have no idea what that is.
2: I can sing
0: four notes, and you'll know what it is.
3: Oh God, I feel like this is a test.
0: This is a test a little bit. Everybody. Oh, okay. okay, Yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think we are saved under copyright law.
1: Violate our music (laughs) copyrights? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure we're safe there. And the fact that I can do that, and you immediately know the song. Is a testament to, to how big that was. That was actually a, a multi week number one. Yeah. And and that's big. People hear about that a lot in country, but for a pop song to be a multi week number one is that's that's
2: huge. And there was a murderer's row in nineteen eighty five. There's a lot of great songs that went number one in eighty five. So that's
0: yeah, you gotta think on either side of that too was, was uh Everything She Wants by Wham and then Heaven by Brian Adams. Yeah. So great songs. Yeah, the fact that, that got in there
2: is is pretty impressive. Well, mine, uh, so February 3rd, 1985, it's still a really good song, was I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner.
1: Oh, I love that song. Oh, it's so good.
2: I want you to show me. And I want you to show me. <laughs> but mine is, also, mine is also wedged in between two really great ones. I had Like a Virgin on, on the north side and then Careless Not Whisper accurate. on the other side. Wow. I missed okay. Careless Whisper by like
0: two weeks. Man, that's a uh, that that sucks. That would have been hilarious. Oh
2: yeah, it was my ringtone for like years. Oh, yeah,
0: I, the the sexy sax man video. Just if anybody knows what I'm talking about, or you don't, <laughs> it's worth a watch just because it's hilarious.
1: Yep. Josh, you are really showing your age on this podcast, by the way. Whew, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's should I should I Amazon you a rocking chair for this podcast um, so you can just sit in your chair, rocking wow. chair? Back in my day.
2: I'd take a cane first, so I could like swat at kids. That'd be more fun. <laughs> can we oh can gosh. we get you the the one with the four legs and the tennis balls? Absolutely. That way, <laughs> like get random legs, you random dogs run up to you and try to take it. Yeah, into it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love dogs. Any reason to get more dogs? It's great. All
0: That'd right, be
2: great. Let's,
0: uh, Haley. What was yours? Do you know? It? Have you looked it up yet?
3: Uh, yeah. It actually gave me what the country number one and the pop number one was. No, we're
0: just looking for the pop number one.
3: Uh, it was black or white by Michael Jackson.
0: Ooh.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's a good one.
3: I was, I mean, it, it is a great song, but I mean, I guess speaking to the world, not to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's more, I, I get it. That, that song's more of like a, a,
3: movement a an like,
0: anthem and, and, and not really, you know, I don't, I I mean, did you love that song?
3: I'm, listen, I'm, I don't put it on replay. That was
0: a no. That was a no.
2: <laughs> There's not enough <laughs> expletives in it for her. To to like, it. Like, like
0: it, could
3: be, it could be any other Michael Jackson song, but it's going to be that one. Like, come on. Why not like Dirty Diana or something? Give me something else.
0: <laughs> I, that's when you were born. We, we can't control that.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. man. All right, Ry. Mine's not that exciting. And I, I actually don't even know this song. Um, which you two might shame me for that, but it's Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson, March 11th, 1989.
0: Oh, you know that song. You would recognize that song if I played
1: that. I listened to it a little bit and I was yeah, like... Yeah, it's not like
3: coming in my head.
1: Now, I will say the song the week prior to my birthday, straight up by Paula Abdul. I love that one. That's great. I love that song. It's such a good
0: song. <laughs> Once again, Ryan, like- Ryan trying to use the loophole of, uh, I know you only said, give me one thing, but let me give you four. Here's my top
2: 10 songs
0: of uh- my birth year.
1: <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be a birth month anyway? Not like a birth year. You're supposed to celebrate it for an entire month. I
0: think you? that's only, only females get to do that, Ryan. I don't think that
1: the guys get that. What? Straight up. Now tell me, do you really believe that? <laughs> good lord oh my goodness oh oh ow, ow.
0: speaking speaking of for the boys <laughs> did you see the the thing i think it was on barstool the other day where it's a, a girl basically out, they're all in a car going somewhere it's her you can hear other people in the background so it's like her and a group of friends and she's like if saturdays are for the boys then why the hell do you guys not leave us alone at the bars <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a valid question, and then then <laughs> by the way,
0: I said that to my mom, and she just looked at me like thousand yard stare, like had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, okay, it, there's a lot of layers to unpack if if you're this lost. Yeah, so too much to explain. Just go, but and- it's
3: so true, Amen to freaking her.
0: TLDR. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: TLDR.
0: <laughs> yeah, she would. I don't know if she get that one either. No. All right, so that was a that was a different one. Is there anything like right now that that anybody has? that they're digging on. I know we've referenced the, the new Sam hunt record. I finally got a chance to sit down and listen to that top to bottom. It's pretty dang cool, man. Yeah. I, I, there's some songs on there that I really, really got into. So, uh, I, I like that record. Is there anything else? Like I, I've actually been going back way, way, way like into the past on some stuff that I used to listen to. Um, I, I dug up an old Craig Morgan song. Um, I'm trying to think what record this was on. So forgive me for hesitating instead of just throwing it out there. Let me see. Craig pauses I... are good
1: for podcasts. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate
1: that. Do <laughs> you want me to give you mine while we're waiting on your, you to find your, your song that you're looking for? Sure, man. Go ahead. Uh, so, I feel like one guy that's been on a hot streak lately is Mitchell Tenpenny. Um, and if you haven't heard his new song here, big fan of it. Um Tenpen, I feel like has been steadily on the rise and more ten, people are starting to ten, Tenpen. You don't like Tenpen? No. Is that a bowling reference?
0: Yeah, I, no. It's a strike.
1: <laughs> no. All right. So how about M ten? Is that better? Since that's the logo on his hat. Is that, is that better? Sure. I feel like we're, you know, we're friends, so I can call him Tenpen, no?
0: No, I will okay. ask. I will ask Mitchell when we get done with this podcast if
1: he, if he is okay with ten pin as a <laughs> he, nickname. He also, he, he also has no idea who I am. Um, <laughs> but here by Mitchell Tenpenny, new really good tune by uh, by M10, and I'm I'm digging it right now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? No, just, it just makes me laugh. I'm texting him right now. I'm not going to wait till the end of this. I, I have to
2: know oh, if, uh, if he is okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm listening to. So <clears throat> trying to find like feel-good songs in the midst of quarantine and just keep my spirits up. And uh, Shuffle landed on Got My Mind Set On You by George Harrison. And that song is okay. such a fun 80s jam. And I think that's I didn't cool. realize that was the same George Harrison from the Beatles for like most of my life. I really don't think I did. Wow.
1: <laughs> you are so I, old, Josh. You are such an old soul. I know, man. Thank you. Like I, don't know I feel if like my music, I game, like... but
3: I'm really failing at knowing these songs.
1: Well, you're not
0: going to know mine, and I still can't figure out which record it was on. I was—that's what I was trying to find when I was giving my odd pause and trying to drag it out, but it's a song called always be mine by Craig Morgan. And it's just an incredible, incredible song. The entire principle is they, they're not together anymore, but he's kind of going through and reminiscing about all these things that he remembers about her and them together as a couple. And you know, the end of every verse really goes in. Are
2: you okay with there, Josh? What Sorry. the hell was that? <laughs> the morning bacon was really uh, <laughs> gurgling back up. <laughs> oh man. Okay. It's
1: a strong choice on a Monday. Oh, by the way, it's the album. I love it. Released in 2003.
0: There you go. See, I don't have my computer sitting in front of me like you do, Rye, For, for lists and top 10. I'm here
1: for all your, uh, your Google necessities.
0: <laughs> your Google necessities. Uh, it is just an incredible song. And, and pretty much every verse in straight into the hook at the top of the chorus. And it's just one of those songs that grab me and I still love listening to it. It's really sad, but it's also... Like beautiful sad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautifully sad. And and I'm a big fan of Craig. That was the first guy. Actually, my, my first time that I went overseas to go play for the military anywhere, the first time I went to Iraq, I was with Craig. That's cool. And uh, I think I may have referenced that on this podcast before like when we first got started but really good dude and just one of those guys that love listening to him sing. he can he can kind of do anything and everything he can go from something really serious like that to you know international harvester and i still believe both sides of it which is that's (laughs) tough to do as an artist man that's tough to do all right Haley, what do you got
3: uh well i've been all over the map listening to songs but i think a good one to bring up um would be another song by her. She released not too long ago, and it's called Sometimes. And the good thing about the song is that I think through, it can mean a lot of different perspectives, and everyone can feel into it the way that they can partake the song, I guess, which is a really good way to think about it. But for her, I think her, when she sang the song, she was referring to her, her music career or something along the lines, but the main concept of the song is try to do as best I can without being legal about it, but it's like sometimes things don't go your way, but sometimes things change is kind of like the concept of the song. It's a really, really good song and it really hits you deep and it can pretty much relate to anyone in the situations going on right now. So it, it relates to me and the situations of what's going on right now through many different aspects of my life. So it's a good song. Y'all need to check it out. As it's called a, Sometimes by Her.
2: As a resident old guy. So the the band, the artist's name is Her?
3: Yes. H-E-R. Got it. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm out of touch. I'm listening. I'm I'm listening to like you know George Harrison songs. So,
3: (laughs) but yeah, no, you should
1: check. Definitely check that. It's a good song. Get off my lawn, you kids! Get off my lawn!
2: You kids with your crazy rock and roll, get out of here!
0: (laughs) Which ironically would have been the Beatles for a lot of people back in that. So it's (laughs) it's full
2: circle. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it all comes full circle. Uh, All right, let's move on to sports. All right, I got to go with this to lead off our sports section because, Ryan, this is your your uh, your moment. Take it away.
1: So Josh and I had a moment the other day, like a true moment. So the other night was just, and again, we are stuck in the middle of no sports right now worldwide. Nobody knows what to do with themselves. I sit in the fetal position on the weekends and just ball my eyes out wishing there were sports. I don't really do that, but just for the drama of this, I, I decided to say that. Um,
0: Brian's gotten but, so bored he is walking around icing himself in his own house <laughs> with Smirnoff ice. Just hiding them and then hoping he forgets about it and then, yeah.
1: That, that's because I'm unable to go to Nashville so you guys can ice me for me. I have to now <laughs> do it on my own uh, accord and that way I can feel like I'm, you know, a part of the Part of the gang. But so the other day I was just sitting there and flipped on ESPN and MLB Network. And lo and behold, they've got retro games on. So they have the Marlins 2003 NLDS against the Giants on MLB Network. And then the Heat and the Spurs from the 2013 NBA Finals on the other one. And I'm just in heaven here. And Josh decides to flip on ESPN. And him and I are just going back and forth. Like things that you forget about because you're watching these games years removed. And obviously, you know the outcome. And I'm, I'm sitting there cheering, by the way, as if this is actually happening. Like this game's live. Like I'm cheering for the heat in game seven of the finals. I was but Josh too. and I are texting back and forth and he's like, Oh my God, I forgot that Mike Miller played so many minutes in that series. Oh, I forgot that T- Tracy McGrady was on, was on the Spurs. <laughs> it's like you go back and you watch some of these retro games. You're like, I forgot about that. Like how awful that guy was as the 10th man on the bench. So it got me thinking like, of your favorite teams or your favorite moments, your favorite games, like give me one unsung hero from your like favorite teams that you just loved. Like this was the guy that you adored. No, he wasn't a superstar. Wasn't like, you know, the best, the best one out there, but you absolutely loved this guy because he meant everything to you and your team.
0: Okay. I, and this is going to be slightly controversial because this guy was obviously the head of the team, but I just think still to this day, Everybody thought he was a turnover machine and they never really looked at his stats and they never really looked at like his career arc. And it gets lost now because everyone loves him so much on TV. But Tony Romo was amazing. And there was such a a long period. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But dude, think about it. When was the last time you actually said anything good about Tony Romo being a quarterback?
1: Pretty good. That's very
0: true. Uh, All anybody could ever talk about was like, there was one game in the season which didn't really mean anything where he threw a pick six in the fourth to seal the game against him and the Seattle game where he fumbled the snap on an extra point, which he shouldn't have been doing anyway, and the team had him in there doing it. That's like all anyone remembers from Tony Romo, and if you go and look, he had this incredible, incredible career as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and everybody just poops on his career pretty
1: much. It's true. I feel like you could have gone with an offensive lineman or something, you know? (laughs) Or like the the second string running back.
0: I mean, I can be random fat guy just to be annoying, (laughs) but then no one will know who I'm talking about.
1: Haley, who do you got? It's got to be a cub, right? Or a bear? Me? Yeah.
3: Well, see, what's crazy is like, when I got into sports, like, so growing up watching sports with my family, I only ever really focused on, like, I didn't understand it when I was younger. It took me a while to understand because I was involved in just playing outside and just doing everything. So I was always following who my parents like. So I wouldn't say it was, like, an unsung. I've always, one of my favorite Bears players of all times is always going to be Matt Forte. I loved Forte. And That's a good I, one. I, I, I think he, he got shivved in the end of his contract, and... He just
0: wait, 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 wait. I think you mean One he got day. shafted towards the end of his... Shived means Maybe. someone stabbed him. <laughs> oh my God.
3: I've been watching way too many TV shows. Um, too much Orange but... is the New Black. <laughs> well, I was watching I uh, All American, and they use that term a lot. But, um, anyway, so I just... <laughs> We're just going to skip right on over all of that. Yeah, um, and
0: actually, I've got a basketball one now that I'm thinking about it, and, and this is a guy that nobody really brings up a whole lot anymore, but I was a big fan of when I was a kid just because of his stature and his ability to play in the NBA was Muggsy Bogues. Oh, yeah. I was a big like, – because I didn't have a, a specific basketball team, so I was just in it to watch different players, and obviously you watch – you know, Jordan and, and everybody who, who was at the top of the echelons at the time in, in different, you know, A1 or A2 players. But Muggsy Bogues was always somebody that I was just super intrigued by.
2: Do you think that he was, is that was he good enough and that's why he got into Space Jam? Or was it just because he was tiny? Oh, I think it's both. Like you think it's, there you is th- some I, skill into
0: it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely think, first of all, like we've said this before, the worst guy in the NBA would absolutely would cook us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just deplete any ego that we had, no matter what shape we were in, how excited we were to play. It I would, would be try bad. hard and I would, it I would, would be would to it. It would be yeah. bad. So, yeah, I think it was both. I think it was that he was so recognizable that there was a story behind him that he was a lovable NBA player for a lot of different reasons and because of the skill set.
1: Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. You pull for that kind of guy. Come on, I think you guys would have a chance against like the thirteenth man of the, you know.
2: Oh, the hell Nets. No. oh no. No. Jared Dudley on the Lakers would light me up. <laughs>
1: He would light me up. It doesn't even have to be Jared Dudley. Like, I mean, it could just be like loser fest that's filling up a roster spot, you know?
2: I don't know, man. Jared Dudley is like the same age as me and like the 11th man on the Lakers, and he would light me up. Boogie Cousins right now would probably light us up. Kevin Durant on one Achilles would light me up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With one hand tied behind his back. Exactly. I had a tough time with this to be, to be honest. Cause like I have so many good memories from those early childhood championship teams that I just fell in love with. And I'm going to go with a guy on the Miami dolphins and you guys may not may or may not remember this name. Dan Marino. Right. Wide- <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: didn't Is that a shout at me for saying Tony Romo to start with?
1: <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's this, guy, it's this guy named Tom Brady. No, um, my my all-time favorite unsung guy was Chris Chambers for the Miami Dolphins. If you remember him as a wide receiver, he was like one of the most athletic and nimble receivers to play in the NFL, and he was so good at catching the ball and getting his feet in bounds, and he'd do that little toe tap. Amazing. Loved Chris Chambers, number 84 for the Dolphins. There you have it. My unsung hero of my sports childhood.
0: Yeah, by the way, as far as any of that goes, I, you said Tom Brady. I think you're getting Tampa Bay and Miami confused because neither one of them went ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just silence on just his own. Just quiet. I wish you could his see face my face right, right now. now. You and I are not on FaceTime, so you can't see just the it's scorn on my his face right face now. my face is great right
3: now. It's great.
0: Is that, is that a little bit of a burn? A little, it hurts. <laughs> So we uh, we got that out of the way. I do have to update us on the Mitchell Tenpenny, pin Tenpen thing. And his, I'll tell yes. you exactly what I text him, and I'm going to edit his response because he cussed in it. Uh, it. says, so as far as nicknames go, if someone called you Tenpen, what's the feeling on that? And he said, I would think someone gave me a bowling nickname because all I do is get strikes on the reg. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> Did you follow up and ask him if he's an avid bowler?
0: I am willing to bet that Mitchell Tindfey is not an avid bowler. I, I'm willing to bet he's about as much of an avid bowler as I am, which is I will go bowling with a group of people, but I'm not. You know, I'm going to break a hundred, but that that's, that's about, about as far as it goes. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe he's. he'll break hundred. <laughs> that's true. I, he didn't I would deny be, it. He didn't deny that ten pen is something that he would be called.
0: You know what? Now I got to ask him again. This is going to be like a running thing this entire this entire episode of the <laughs> podcast, but. Let me let me text him. Um, so, is this something you're okay with being called?
1: <laughs> oh, he's I'm not going to so be glad a fan we of me do after, this. After we, this I he has
3: to know that it's dubbed by the quad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> Maybe we should take this to the online vote.
0: I oh we no! <laughs> is it ten pin or M ten? That's that'll be the the vote for this week. Oh God! Anyway. Oh, boy. So, we did the greatest unsung hero of our sports childhood. And by the way, that's not the way you asked that question, which is why I threw in Tony Romo at the top. But you
1: know, you circumvented the rules. You created your own rules. It's your (laughs) podcast. It's cool. It's cool. You Ryan. You Ryaned him.
0: I Ryaned you. (laughs) Yes. I I I do have to say something that makes me kind of sad, dude. The XFL is announcing they have no plans to play in 2021.
3: A lot of people are doing a lot of drastic things right now, and we can hope that they'll be like, "Oh, we're going to come back next year once everything blows up."
0: Oh no, they they can't come back. They're announcing that they've laid everyone off; that they're not coming back in twenty twenty one. So the earliest they could come back is twenty twenty two. I just don't oh, know if they uh, do it.
2: No, I don't think they would.
0: It might be you over. Were
2: doing so good.
0: I know. I'm just That's I, depressing. You know, one of the many things that I am. And I'll say sad in in just a man. I wish I had done that.
2: We never got to be a part of the beer snake.
1: Nope. Uh, I, I man, kept saying I wanted awesome.
3: to go to a game.
2: I think I think there's a chance it comes back. It's going to be years from now. I think that we liked how the Super Bowl ended with the Chiefs winning, and then we had <laughs> like
3: we can't go one podcast without it.
2: Team of Destiny. Um, and then we had. <laughs> We still had football for that gap in between when football ends and when, and like when baseball starts and whatever. And I think until the NFL can settle into like, this is when we're going to come back. We're going to make sure that we are playing games. The schedule is going to be this, like they're just, there's going to be a lot of unknown on when these gaps could happen for another
1: league. Yeah. I uh, agree. So does this mean if you look at the standings in the XFL, now that the the, the the league is dissolved, basically, that would mean the DC Defenders would finish number one in the XFL East and the Tampa Bay Vipers would finish last. Yes. But the Houston Roughnecks at 5 0 are Listen. they are your champions.
3: You never know.
1: Well,
0: technically, I don't even know if you could call them champions, right? Because they never played.
1: They won all their games.
0: Yeah, they did, but they only played five
1: games.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you can't even do that. I mean, they still had more games to go. There's a lot that could have happened. I mean, come on.
1: I mean, Tampa Bay was in Florida. know a thing or two about declaring and and claiming national championships, and I'm going to declare the Houston (laughs) Roughnecks as the XFL champions for 2020.
0: Uh, is...
1: Sorry, see why. Um, and the the Tampa Bay Vipers are officially the worst team in the league. That goes without saying.
2: I'll take that. It's you know, at very worst, at very best, they could have finished five hundred, which would have been normal for Florida teams.
1: Also, it's, whoa. It's whoa, Jesus, oh my
3: God, <laughs>
1: it's getting rough Listen, in here, buddy. Don't make me pull out the Patrick Mahomes voodoo doll out of my closet. Don't okay? do
2: it. Don't do it. <laughs> you can take me, just just leave Patrick alone. <laughs> well, take here's hoping.
1: My, not my shirt.
0: Here's here's hoping they uh, they figure out a way to get the XFL back in 2022. We'll I miss you. i we have,
1: we have NFL on time this year. Sure. I'm I'm so hopeful that that the NFL season goes off without a hitch.
0: we'll see Hmm. and I say I say woof being a touring musician knowing I mean they're already canceling stuff and yeah yeah it's it's gonna be a year that's it's gonna be a while for for concerts and and sports
3: 2020 is horrible
0: oh anyway let's let's go to a a better time let's do movies (laughs) movies. I gotta talk about something because I get to nerd out for a second and I get to not only talk about this movie and and how much I still like going back to watch the first one. The first movie and so many things can go wrong when you take a book series and you try to adapt it. We've seen that. We've seen that with Twilight. Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, even though that was commercially a success, a a lot of people that were fans of, of that book series would tell you that is not what they wanted, and they missed the mark on so many totally. things. Especially after it got past, you know, the initial shock of different things in the first one. But they they kind of peter out, and they never run. This was I'm I'm calling it right now. Anything over one to two movies that was originally a book. This is the best I've ever seen it done. This should be the hot take because I could come.
2: I there's so well, many. Well,
0: okay, and I'm saying that as somebody that loves. The, the Fellowship of the Ring. and like You're saying this is so better many, than that. Man, I, think about how many movies are in this series. And they nailed all of them. All right, go for it. But I I went back and, and sat down and realized that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was on the other day. And just fell right back into it. And watched like three of them in a row before I finally had to be like, okay, I, I got to get up and, and start <laughs> moving around. Because otherwise I'm going to sit here and watch eight movies before
1: <laughs> before that I go came to out bed in 2001 think about that for a second yeah man bought potter and the It came out in 2001 and it smashed box office records 93.5 million million
0: which before doesn't sound years. like it doesn't sound like a big number now because we're so used to
2: avengers numbers now
0: yeah avengers numbers and and marvel on the
1: first weekend 93.5 million on the first weekend
0: yep yeah.
1: It's insane.
0: And just incredible. Anybody out there like me that just loves everything Harry Potter. Call me a nerd, I don't care. I love it. It's amazing and there there is something I want to ask you guys about this. Is does it make you feel like it's Christmas time for those movies?
3: Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. 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 Hold up. So, I'm only saying this because I've been to Harry Potter World. It does watching the movie you're like it doesn't feel like it, but when you actually go to Harry Potter World and you feel like you're walking onto the movie set, you're like is it Christmas? Because that's kind of what it's based like the scenario, like right?
0: It's not necessarily, I but mean, it, you're not
1: going to drink butterbeer in the in the heat of the summer. And, and here's well, the
0: other thing is there's always a Christmas time scene in every single movie and they make a big point of it you know that's i think that was actually the first place where i learned that they say happy christmas and not merry christmas over there which sounds like such a small thing but one of my favorite things about traveling the world is figuring out like different phrases that only people from a certain part of the world will say like, if if you ever meet someone that's Australian, one of the first ways that I've always recognized it, outside of the accent, but sometimes, like, accents regionally, even in Australia, differ, and you're like, is that Australian, or is it... But, uh, how you going?
2: Yeah.
0: Is is how they say, how are you doing? They say, how you going? It's so, like,
2: I'm going good. What? Thank you. I, go, I-, I was <laughs> like, what?
0: huh And that took me a minute to figure out, but that's... <laughs> A bass player is from Brisbane, so he he was like trying to help me catch on to certain things. But it, that movie always just kind of reminds me of of that time of year, of like Christmas time and, and everything I, else. I have
2: a confession.
0: Oh no!
3: What is this?
2: I can see in his face what it is. Go! Not only have I not read any of the books, I oh have god. not seen a single Harry Potter. Oh movie. god!
3: Holy guacamole! Are you serious?
1: Yes, I am serious. How have you not? Do you not have an imagination? I I do.
2: I write songs for a living. (laughs) He's got a point. He's got a point.
3: I mean, I will say I never saw the last two movies.
2: So you don't know how it
1: ends? Josh, the imagination police are on their way right now. That's the imagination police. (laughs) They're on their way right now to come take you to band. okay? You are going to be held he up. He doesn't know what that
2: is. He doesn't know what that is. I mean, I know peripheral things about Harry Potter, obviously.
3: He's a wizard.
1: I just need you to do me a favor. If you sat down and watched seven, maybe now eight episodes of Tiger King, can you just sit down and watch all eight movies, please?
2: <laughs> first off, the episodes of Tiger King are 45 minutes each, not an hour and a half movie. All right, do me a favor. I, just watch the first one. Well,
3: Chris, have you watched Tiger King? no okay well then how are you going to tell him to watch this you i watched Hot tiger king yet? because about
2: 200 million people would agree with well i guess two hundred oh, million people agree with see? tiger king too so yeah all right i'll watch the first one and report back i'll watch the first episode of tiger king okay if you do this huzzah
1: i w- okay. now look uh, harry potter's put out eight movies okay and the books to me well, I Well technically I feel like technically books
0: have... the universe has put out 10.
1: Right, there's the two other ones. Correct. Right. Correct. There's yeah. 10 movies, correct. Thank you for correcting me. No, I feel like the books are better than the actual movies, but that's because you get a little bit more in the detail. But according to OprahMag.com, okay, our oh, friends Lord. at the Oprah <laughs> magazine, the top 5 Harry Potter movies ranked are as follows. At number 5, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Which was good, but not the best. Cruxes were pretty good in that one. At number four, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It's the fourth best movie, Is the number one. At number three, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's my favorite Harry Potter movie.
0: Which, uh, f- funny enough, has <laughs> someone from Twilight in it.
1: Not a coincidence. At number yeah. two. Crossover. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And at number one, the greatest Harry Potter movie of all time, according to opramag.com, is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part two. Harry yeah, Potter.
0: Yeah, because that's and- the end. That's the end. The end and the beginning, the, the Alpha and the Omega, so to speak, of that series, are both in the top five, which makes sense. You know, I, I think the introduction of Sirius Black as a character is is always so so important for a lot of reasons that we won't get into cuz Josh hasn't seen any of it. We're you a spoiler spoil free. It.
1: It's, it came out in the 90s. Like you can't spo- it's a no spoiler came out now. In 2001.
0: Are you talking Man, about? The box yeah, thing? you got to you got to watch You, you got to watch this. I All want right. To for shame. Playing for a shame game is to
3: win. When we, when we think Ryan's going to jump in here with a list or something and at some point during the podcast.
0: I mean, at this point, we can start doing over-under on how many lists Ryan's going to give during the podcast. But I like it. It's, it's important. We have now worked that in. That is a thing.
1: It has become a thing, guys. I have created a thing. And you know what? Maybe we, we come up with a segment idea, and it's sponsored by somebody who likes lists. Who knows?
3: We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. As soon it's as not a if; it's a win. Pa- <laughs> it's that moment of pause, and he goes, "Ah!" It enters with a big, dramatic entrance. I see you, Ryan. I see you.
2: I mean, I get I gotcha. it. I've been I've been slowly working on the definitive Marvel list, and we can't go in order. It has to be tears. It's like tears of movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. That we're gonna do one podcast that is.
2: I'm doing the leg all work. Marvel. I'm doing the leg work right now. I've I've already gotten some some categories to break things into. It's good.
0: All right, so hey, let's uh, we're running out of time just because we had some some technical issues at the top today, and and Ryan's gonna get out of here. But do we have time for your hot take? We sure do. Let's do it.
1: Yes, we do. Hot take. All right. No, 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 no. You can't start without following up with your own.
0: Hot yeah, take. <laughs> let me hear it.
2: <clears throat> Hot tank! i'm out of practice
0: now he just yelled at you and <laughs> coughed into your ear isn't yep. this a podcast you want to continue to listen to exactly you're welcome
2: <laughs> so what if i told you that there was a band in the early 2000s that is the most underrated band of all time let me explain why from 2001 to 2005 they had 13 top 10 hits, including five number ones. What if I told you they were then named 2009's most successful rock band on Billboard?
1: I always knew you were a boy band fan.
2: But a mere four years later in 2013, Rolling Stone named them the second worst band of all time.
1: I didn't realize you liked Nickelback
2: so much. That would be the correct answer. Nickelback is the most (laughs) underrated band
1: (laughs) It. Of all I time it.
2: It's oh, unassailable uh. In a four year period Let me just read you this In four years, 2001 How You Remind Me, Too Bad, Never Again 2002 Hero from the Spider-Man soundtrack 2003 Someday, Feeling Way Too Damn Good Figured You Out 2005, Photograph, Saving Me Far Away, If Everyone Cared And Rockstar Why is there
3: so much hate towards them? I love Nickelback. I will jam to their
2: songs. All I'm saying is they've had a lot of hits in a very small amount of time. And yet for some reason in the zeitgeist, people dump all over Nickelback. But they're still selling out arenas. So people are going. So is Nickelback the most underrated band of the 2000s.
0: Can they be the most underrated band if they've had so many number ones and if they still sell
2: out stadiums? This is the question because uh, according to pop culture, they are one of the worst bands of all time. Second behind that, that Rolling Stone named Creed, the first. See, I I would say they're, I would say they're the most, they're the most
0: like dumped on. But why? But I don't, I don't know.
3: Chad Kroger's a loser.
0: Wow, that was. Hang on, time out for someone that works in (laughs) (laughs) in in like an area of business where we don't just (laughs) disparage people for no reason. What (laughs) What are the qualifying factors that you think
1: Chad Kroger's a loser? (laughs) I don't know. People just don't like him. But why? He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that people just don't like. You know, and he didn't do anything wrong. He just. Sang songs and had long, you know, bleach blonde hair and, you know, but people don't like him.
0: I, I mean, I've been in a room and seen him do something wrong and get thrown out of a party.
1: Oh,
2: for sure. He's not well, a good so, person. <laughs>
3: well, a lot of people get so then say allow the me to say how I like feel. He told everyone what he wanted it to be like. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's like, here I am. This is what I want to do. <laughs> like,
2: All I'm saying is name me someone like I just don't I don't understand I, I would say I don't think
0: they are underrated. I think they are mocked. Underappreciated?
3: And bashed.
0: Yeah, mocked, made fun of more often than they're, they're kind of like they have a target painted on them to be the butt of a lot of jokes. But why?
2: I don't know, man. I, I can sing you all 13 of those songs. Like, I know them. Is-
3: even those people that want to mock and hate on them, they know if they hear a Nickelback song they haven't heard in a while that they did like back in the day before it was popular to mock them, they're going to sing it. They're going to enjoy it. They still do. They lie and if they tell you no.
1: I completely agree. I will tell you, Josh, Observer, they are, they, they're, they're on the same train as you. They wrote an article back in 2016 of Nickelback the Meme, a complete history of how we came to hate a successful band.
2: Maybe we hate them cuz we ain't them, you know what I mean? Oh my god.
1: Don't say that, please. Okay, all right, Josh. then
3: that's
0: that, that's this is how we're going to we're going to do this since none of us have been able to just off the top of our heads pull up another band name that we would say are more underrated, even though I don't know if that's exactly how it should it go. It might not
2: be the right word, because I'm sure there are really great bands that have not seen okay, the but light so of Okay, so
0: let's do this then. That is the poll for this week. Is Nickelback the most underrated band of all time? Yes or no?
2: Or should it be, um, is Nickelback underrated, properly rated, or overrated? No, no I, I think, think it I is. I think overrated. what you're saying
0: is you're saying they're the most underrated band of all time.
3: I yeah, that's, what, that's what I so just saying.
0: give it
2: is it that yes or no okay happy to do so
3: <gasps> am i the only one who liked creed though for reals i love creed
2: oh no i loved creed and i got to fill in on guitar with scott Stapp for one show and it was incredible
0: really yeah i,
3: yeah. Could, I could do creed all day
2: it was at a church in houston it
1: was amazing now i'm down a rabbit hole of googling nickelback memes and i'm dying right now they're fantastic
2: it's the best
0: Well, that's about all we got for today on The Quad with Chris Young. Thank you guys again for joining us. Check out the poll. Make sure you rate, subscribe, follow us one more time. From Ryan in Miami, producer Josh, Haley the Bear, I'm Chris, and we're out.